Oh, this has been a weird, 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 weird month. Anyway, this is a sub bench. We're probably in the last leg of me doing this crap. Oh, come on. You'll be doing anyway. it for another 10 years of the last leg. Oh, I know. But I've been <laughs> doing it for 10 years of the last no, leg. I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't. <laughs> it's still shocking that I came back after 10 years. Maybe but you sure, can whatever. be podcaster emeritus. Is that what it is? Oh, uh, I've, I've tried to hand this thing off two or three times. And one of the people I tried to hand – oh, hell, now both of the people I tried to hand it off to aren't doing them anymore. John's yeah, well, completely – Mullet's right. completely out. And freaking Mark Stone is out. And I I remind him that on a daily basis. And I still don't know why he doesn't have me blocked everywhere. Uh, but, Mark, Mark's a – Mark – like Southampton because they're the Saints and he's a yeah. Saint. Well, yeah, Matt Matt's a um, Saint on that, but he will he will get, you go know, on that. But anyway, it's, so it's going to be a little bit more looser nowadays. I'm not, I'm I'm done trying to chase people saying they want to be on, and then I I don't hear from from a month and a half or. They email me and want to talk about writing a book, and then I'm like, hey, so you'd be on my pod. Oh. Yeah. Hey, it's all right. Whatever. I There's still a lot of stuff Duffy. went on, so, you know, yeah. holy mackerel. I still, yeah, I saw that Duffy on it. You know what? I, I One of the things I'm kind of glad about is that we waited an extra week because I, I was kind of wanting to do it last week anyway, yeah. but – it was it was it was good lasting week because obviously we do want to talk about Brentford because them going up and that whole playoff run was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and listening to the Biscotted podcast was amazing because mm. it was like they just turned the microphone back on to the pub and they were just thinking <laughs> the happiness out of it. And that's mostly yeah. for them after a win, but that was I'm like. Just go for the victory lap, folks. You deserve this. It's always but cool the, when when you have a team that's never been in the Premier League gets promoted. And, uh, you know, even if they go right back down, it's still yeah. cool. You know, I hope they don't. You know, I think yeah. – I hope the Brentford system can work in the yeah. Premier League if they just do what they, they do, you know, and not do what a lot of teams do, bankrupt themselves trying to stay up. Uh, just – if they actually just, I think, just do their thing, you know, they, they are great at finding diamonds in the rough. And now they won't, don't have to sell them to a Premier League team because they're in the Premier League. So, yeah. Um, and I think they can stay up because they're kind of the model of what Southampton is. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And even Southampton being in there, you could still sell above yourself. Yeah. To, to a point, I mean, eventually, Glenford is not going to be able to keep up, keep Ivan Tony whatsoever. I mean, when you just blitz the championship like he did, you, you're going to be t- – someone's going to come after you, and they were lucky to be able to keep him mm-hmm. this time. So, I mean, if you keep, just keep doing it the same way something like Southampton does. Now, that they're at a different – Southampton's had a different part of their history. They've been mm-hmm. up many times, and yeah. obviously they had Matt Letitia in the 90s, and he never left. No. So that yeah, makes it's... that easier. You can grow someone yeah. and keep them. I mean, 
fundamentally, they should never have had to get rid of, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank and I could see him. He went to, went to Blackburn and the Newcastle. Alan Shear. Oh. But that, that was going to, Alan Shear was going to go eventually. I mean, yeah. if um, Kenny Daglish comes in for you a second time, and I, I'm still shocked that Kenny, if he had stayed at Liverpool, wanted Shear mm-hmm. to replace Ian Rush. I Can mean, you imagine. Oh. I mean, sure, he did win the Premier League with with Blackburn, but man, I, I think he always wanted to play for Newcastle. That's the thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and and if you think about that, Kenny's just out of playing, so you have a striker coming in for a striker. Kenny had enough of a pedigree still left that yeah. young kids knew of him nowadays. I mean, that was part of the problem when Kenny came back to Liverpool is he's been out so long that he's a YouTube to watch. Yeah. Back there in the 90s, they remember him. Yeah. They they remember John Barnes. Yeah, that's true. And and memories, I think, are a little more powerful, I think, than just uh, pulling up the YouTube. Not that that can't work. It's like, wow, that guy could play. But – you know, if you're, it's different if you're a kid going, oh, yeah, I watched it on YouTube, as opposed to a kid who grew up watching the kid play, watching the guy play and said, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's just a different dynamic. Um, you know, because when you grow up watching it, I think it resonates more than, you know, just Googling and, or putting a name into uh, the YouTube search and having a, uh, the videos pop up. Not that they aren't cool, but it's just not yeah. quite the same. Yeah, exactly. And that makes it easier. So that's kind of how I hope Glenford comes yeah. into being because there's a there's a lot, and they have a new, I was going to say arena. That's not really a good enough. We got the brand new stadium. So Yeah. And the fan group really likes them. Heck, mm-hmm. I uh, joined Bees United last year during lockdown because well, we had nothing else to do. <laughs> and they sent you stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Here in the States. I got the whole the book behind the oh, and I got a funny story about getting having books sent to me that I I will I'll text you on. This one was funny. Um that uh, they sent me on the about making new Griffin Park. And that's kind of as we heard when John was on the last time, mm-hmm. is that kind of the community of the club. Right. And they stayed in the area. I mean, the, the park is literally across the street from the old one, if, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So that that is cool because you look at West Ham when they moved to the Olympic Stadium, that whole uh, history of, you know, Upton Park and all the, the businesses there, they just all, you know, kind of went away, you know, because they kind of went out of business. You know, it's kind of like Arsenal leaving Highbury. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's just not the same, you know. So... At least Brentford is smart. I think when you're like yeah. one of those teams like Wolves or Southampton or I mean Southampton learned from their mistakes. You remember they were in the Premier League and then they were down in League One and and looking like they were just going to keep sinking until they righted the ship, and figured it out and brought it back up. And their their business or their model is much better now. It's like yeah. Wolves the same way. I mean Wolves used to yo-yo, but now Wolves is pretty much um, 
been the team in the Midlands that's just been the team that has been able to stay. I mean, Villa looks like they're they're going to be okay, but West Brom is now that team on the yo-yo of those of the three, you know, that are right there, in, you know, in close proximity. So exactly, exactly, and that's a, I mean, if if Birmingham City can ever get their shit back together, oh, I mean, I know they're not really a big team or that they really have that much history because they really don't. But if you can get that cadre of stuff around, because, I mean, mm-hmm. we're probably not too far away with how we've gotten teams into the EPL. I've seen Forrest go back up. Yeah. Because, I nice. mean, Leeds, Leeds is already back up there and is going to – looks like they're going to stay for a bit. I mean, it, it, it depends if Bielsa – completely loses his shit like he's capable of doing. I mean, he is capable. Yeah. He has shown a remarkable uh, stain power with leads. So, yeah. you know, it's cra- I mean, when you watch that first leads, you know, show on Amazon leads, you, it's like, there's no way he's, they didn't make it up. I, I thought for sure. He's like, ah, okay. I'm, you know, I'm going to go back home and, and find another project, but he has stuck it out. I think he, I think it was a big, his goal was to get to the Premier League, and I think he was going to achieve that goal. So, you know, it must be something about English clubs, and you get like, like Rafa Benitez, he never wanted to leave Newcastle. They just didn't seem to want to keep him. Uh, they ever sell that. You could see him coming. I could see him coming back if Ashley ever sells that. Yeah, I, I saw a rumor today that he might end up in Everton, so... Yeah, I mean, he actually has never left Liverpool. His family's yeah. always been there, so that would make sense. And you're getting to the point with Benitez, is that he's going to have to pick and stay because I mean, you see people like Ancelotti jumping and jumping and jumping, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a sell-on date with him, where yeah. Ancelotti's going to have to become a pundit. I mean. I, yeah, I don't th- think he's quite there yet, so yeah. we'll see. I mean, Mourinho is Mourinho's next stop at Rome is going to be historically funny because he's beyond it as a ref, as not mm. a ref, as a manager, but as a commentator. Oh, he's, he's awesome! Brilliant! Oh my God, he he does a spot on Talk Sport with um, Alan Brazil, and I can't mm. stand Alan Brazil whatsoever. But he's just great. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that Lauren Woods doesn't get him. Gets Allie McCoyce, who... McCoyce isn't bad. Mm-hmm. I just can't take the club that he's a famous with. Yeah, I know. I hear you. You know, you just don't like those old Rangers guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like him. I mean, because no. he's... He is so Rangers, though. I mean, yeah, think he's about so it. He is so yeah. Rangers. But, I mean... If you take the Rangers part out of it and he's just a former player, he's yeah. not bad on the radio. His, some of his stories about Gaza are a riot. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the, the one where they were um, jet skiing oh is painstakingly funny. I just can't even... I just that would be a disaster waiting to happen. And uh, he says in the beginning of it, he goes, "I have to edit about ninety percent of this out." 
<laughs> because and he's like, and it's not because of talk sport. My wife is in the room right now. <laughs> 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 you hear his wife in the background going, "I don't care," which yeah. was even funnier. But no, that's see, that's that's thing I hope with someone like Mourinho Benitez because Benitez is actually a good writer because he. He was doing stuff with the athletic for a while, and it was kind of fun. It was, it could have been more, but yeah. I would hope somewhere down the line that you get like an old an old manager's court, kind of because Arsene Wagner's really fun if you could if they can turn the freaking microphone volume up on him. Yeah, some of them are. Like I think he would be a great pundit too, just because you know he he was so revolutionary when he started. Maybe not at the end, but I mean his teams were always good. You know, I just think he got got pretty pretty comfortable and was quite content just to settle. You know, because Arsenal is maybe the least ambitious big club in the world. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, you think about at least when since Kroenke has been the the big guy and then since they left Highbury because I think they had a lot more uh, ambition and they were they played seemed to be better when they were in Highbury you know the Invincibles mm-hmm. and De- Dennis Bergkamp and all those the Dutchman and the, the French connection you know Overmars and Emmanuel Petit that that Arsenal team I loved that team that team was yeah so that was phenomenal fun to watch, yeah uh, with David Seaman and the and then the 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 Winterburn and uh, Lee Dixon and Tony Adams and Martin Keown in the back. I mean, that team was brilliant. Uh, Ian Wright, you know. But I think when they moved, to, I mean, I get it in the beginning because you need to make some money to, to kind yeah. of satisfy some of the debt on building the new stadium. But they have no ambition. As long as they just make their money, they're quite content. And as a fan, you know, oh, yeah, great, we're fourth. I mean, who cares? You know, they- I mean, that's the same way as their mortal enemies, Spurs. I mean, yeah. you imagine if you have a manager that can go in there and actually win something. Yeah. I mean, Pochettino damn near had they a They won a league cup. Play. I mean, that's the only yeah. – since I've known Spurs, they've won, I think, two league cups. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pochettino had the Champions League right there yeah. for them. They I mean, that, that season they, was fun, you know. Yeah, they just met a buzzsaw with Liverpool. I mean, yeah. that's, any other, that's any other Liverpool team, and Pochettino has that. Yeah. That and then was, he gets fired, I think, the next year or the year after. Yeah, I mean, as I it's know. going down. Yeah, because, I mean, that was the unfortunate part of it because Liverpool was on a – was on a, a – was on a destination. Yeah. It was they had to get the they had to get the EPL. Mm-hmm. They had to get the Champions League out of the way because there's been so many times since Hillsborough uh, that they they've run it close enough yeah. to get it. I mean, Gerard Houllier had a treble mm-hmm. had a treble on his name and couldn't get the title. Yeah. Stevie G misses on. Uh, I'm actually fortunate. <laughs> I'm actually happy that Stevie G effed that one up mm. so that we're not talking about league champion 
Brandon Rogers. Yeah. I mean, he eventually became one with Celtic. Yeah. And I have a sneaky suspicion Lester will get one because they're doing it the right way. They are. You know, it's crazy. You think back to the to the team that, you know, the, the I remember when Lester won it, you know, right around the Christmas holiday where they everyone thought that was where they were going to crumble because that that fixture congestion in England is so intense, you know, mm-hmm. at that time of year. And every pundit on Sky and and, you know, anyone you could think of. Oh, yeah, no, they're not going to they're not going to hold on. They're just they aren't going to be able to hold on. They just can't hold on. It's just not going to happen. It's great that they've got it this far. They're probably not, especially when they came off the heels of that miraculous finish just to stay up. You know? Oh, yeah. And and they just did not stop. I think the only team they did not beat at least once it was either Arsenal or Liverpool, but I can't remember, you know, one, I think Arsenal might've had their number, but they beat Man City, you know, and then they were just always getting points, you know, and coming up with miracle finishes, got, you know, guys that aren't supposed to score or scoring, you know, it was, it was a, it was crazy. I mean, that year, year was so crazy. Oh yeah. That one, that one was one. And it was, it was one of those years I was out of work. So I was able to watch the run-in with my father when I was at home. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was kind of fun. But I just, there is just a feeling, there is, there is just a feeling about that team that yeah. they're going to get it. I mean, event, I, you got, I got the feeling with Man City this year is that Pep wanted one more. Because, yeah. I mean, he's been there past the three years he usually does. So. Mm-hmm. There's eventually some. There's eventually yeah. going to be that where he just craps out, unless he's happy getting all that money that he's getting right now. Maybe, but you, usually for him, he seems to wear. It's not so. I don't. I don't think he gets tired of of coaching. I just think you know he is so intense. I think a lot of it. He just, you know. You look at him, and especially if the team is struggling or whatever, he looks. You know, like he's, he you know. It's like, dude, relax, man. Your your team is doing great, but he looks so stressed out all the time. You know, like when they're chasing Liverpool and you look at Klopp and Klopp is just, oh, you know, hey, you know, it's fun, man. Look at the, you know, this is a this is the greatest job in the world, you know. I could be I could be a coal miner, you know. He's just got that attitude. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know." I think he doesn't care. He he he's he loves to come to work. You know, eventually he's going to get fired. They all are. Every coach is going to get fired at some point, unless you're unless you're Alex Ferguson. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, he just doesn't seem to. He just never seems to sweat it. Or maybe a little bit, but not nearly as bad as uh, Pep. And I I think Pep's fantastic, but he just you, sometimes you, he just looks. He gets so wrapped up. He's just like, man, you got to relax a little bit. But that could be what makes him so great too, though. So, you know. Oh, the the internet is falling down again. Megan Rapone signed with Victoria's Secret. Of course, people are losing their mind. God, I love society today. Uh, I love it. Anyway, the other thing that I was getting with it, I'm glad we pushed it off for a week. Yeah. Was the talk of the Euros. The Euros has been 
there's not been much to talk about because I, France is going to clock everybody. Uh, it looks like but, it. Maybe, maybe Italy. Italy, yeah. you know, they've got six goals. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I think France is a team to beat. But I think it, Italy, I mean, Italy generally is a tournament team for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, the Italians always uh, seem to play well in tournaments. Um, exactly. But as uh, my fellow nation, my fellow native nation, Denmark, had something very scary oh, happened. And God, 90% of that, I mean, as we're watching that, I'm like, okay, this isn't good. And then when you find out that Christian Erickson actually died yeah. on the pitch, I'm like, holy shit. They should never finish that game that day. No. Uh, I know he's like, yeah, go do it, guys. But, I mean, just for me, if that was one of my teammates, and literally, like you said, he was gone, and they they brought him back. Uh, you would be wrecked, you know, and try to get your head around having to play. I mean, even if, as an opponent, that would be hard. I think they would have been better heck, off just let's play. Daly Blint, heck, Daly yeah. Blint didn't want to. I mean, Daly Blint has heart problems in of himself. Mm-hmm. He was a former IX teammate right. of um, Erickson, and you saw how he went onto the field with Holland yeah. afterwards. I mean, but the still strong point in all of this, there's a bunch of issues I had with it. And all is pretty much talking points is how much of a great guy, Simon Kaiser, or however you say his last name is, he's been, he's got, I think almost 40 by now. Mm-hmm. The defender, I think he's at Milan now is that he basically saved Erickson's yeah. life because they're, great friends mm-hmm. and once he was able to stabilize Erickson Simon ran and found um, Christian's wife Yeah, I mean that right there Denmark should king Simon right off the bat or whatever their OBE type of thing is yeah. and I don't, I don't know with the Scandinavian what they do but that I mean, when I saw the when I saw him blowing up online on Saturday, yeah. hey, I'm like, okay, if this is the internet being stupid like it usually is, but the mm-hmm. fact that they kept watching it, yet you get some idiot running across the field and they're right back to the studio. Yeah, you shouldn't have to have surrounded your team. Mm-hmm. teammate to get people to go, all right, we're off of this. Yeah. Yeah, no, they pull it's... That, yeah, they pull that off for new for knee injuries, concussions. A guy's mm-hmm. dying on the field. Yeah. And you're still on it. Yeah, I I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't want to speculate because I don't know what happened with Christian. I mean, he's such a fantastic player, but yeah. I, I've got to imagine uh it would be for me, you know, it'd be hard to, I hope, uh, they figure out what, what was wrong. Maybe it was just a fluke, but, um, cause you don't want him, you don't want a recurrent. You don't want another Mark Vivian Foe, you know, no. if you remember that Confederations cup. I mean, that was a little different. That was just super hot. And, for Brees uh, Lomba, damn near. For, yeah. Die. You know, so we don't, 
you know, some, and these guys, these, you know, for people who don't, these guys play so much. I mean, they, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, they, they're doing the Euro. They did the Nations League in Europe, and now they're doing last year's Euros now. And then you World Cup qualifying is right around the corner. And then they, it's a constant, it's a constant um, games at the national team level and a constant games at a club level. You think how many games, if, if especially a top player, who plays on a top team, who's going to most likely going to play in Europe at some level, you know, with club competitions, uh, cup competitions in Europe. I mean, they're talking like 75 games. You know, oh, that's yeah. a lot of running, you know, at least 75 games, you know, and then you throw the national team, you know, it's way too much. I mean, you know, ah, uh, I mean, and, and to say the least, it, 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 you're fortunate that Erickson is one of those players that came off the bench for Inter last year, mm-hmm. is that he was, really was a sub. But if he was one of their main attackers last yeah. year. I mean, and we don't know what's behind this. And that's, I, I wish we were still back in the days where we didn't have all the access we get, all the access <laughs> we have right yeah, now. I heard that. Because there's a lot of stuff we don't need to know. Yeah. And I, shit, I've been saying this since 2000. So that well, it is a medical horse. issue. So, I mean, technically, nobody, uh, nobody needs to know. It's whatever Erickson and his family wish to share. None of that, none of that is anybody's business but the family's you know think yeah. about it because just look at your own personal life do you want your medical business thrown no. out on the internet you know i mean i don't either so uh i don't yeah. even want i don't even want to share it with anybody is it? no i've gotten my mouth in trouble a lot of times recently no. on that one that. but but yeah but on a happier note we do have to talk about the the crazy game and I watched it uh, half-hearted at the beginning then I've rewatched it a couple of times and I've watched all the, the different reactions was the uh, CONCACAF Nations League final which has been I think was more of an advertisement for how crazy fun CONCACAF can be because uh, I watched several videos uh, English fan react to the England or the USA Mexico final because that game was crazy. You know, uh, fan, you know, fans getting the game stopped due to chanting, which you know is you know that's been going on since uh, I can remember with Mexico and you know throwing stuff on the fields. Yeah, uh, crazy game. You know, this USA team, they're young and they're gonna have games where they look horrible and they're going to have games where they look brilliant that that team oh my god that team is exciting uh as for potential what this team can do because you think about it they're all kids you know yeah and you know i think tim reem reem was the the veteran on the team and maybe john brooks at least john brooks is a veteran that they need tim i think they i don't you know tim i think uh tim's damn near my age at this point and, you know, there's another thing. Now the Gold Cup starts next month, you know, and then qualifying in the fall. So, you know, 
this just goes to show that pushing pretty much everything off last year, as we told people, was going to create a lot of shit. Yeah, they should have just canceled, you know, like Euro Euros and maybe just cancel it for a year and just put in the, you know, in, in the almanac when you look at Euro winners uh, canceled, global pandemic. Okay, no yeah. one's going to, it's like canceled World War One or whatever. No one's going to, oh, okay, that makes sense, but, you know. I mean, there's already going to be enough asterisks on the last year and a half yeah. anyway. I mean, the, the, I mean, you even think in the NBA last year that with the um, bubble, I mean, those players are basically had a month off mm-hmm. of all that. Or like in with um, college football, I mean, I know my university tried to tell us that they were taking it. They were trying their all with Kansas. Yeah, you looked at the you looked at how they played last year. They're horrible in and of themselves. In a good year, yeah, they're bad. Yeah. Last year they were freaking atrocious. I mean, yeah. they could have started you at center right now, and it would. But anyway, they they should have cut a bunch of this stuff. I get the National League. It's kind of fun to a point. Yeah, <laughs> and she's. It was fun. I, you know, and it gives just, more. It gives more games to develop mm-hmm. players because with these national teams, you can shuttle players in and out. It's the, yeah. the thing about the sport that makes it so much more fun is that at the top level, you can legitimately bring in two or three teams yeah. and compete as the national team. I mean, mm-hmm. if you even think of like the top, like the Argentinas, the Denmarks, the Italys, they could put a B side out against some of these smaller, lesser ones, like the, like the national league. I mean, there weren't some of the big players with the men's national team. Winning yeah. that I could tell you is probably going to do so much more right now than having everyone there mm-hmm. at that point. Because the national team has come off a lot of crap recently. Oh, getting, yeah. that, uh, getting that under their – into their system and doing it against Mexico oh. is going to be a great kick up the backside. Oh, I mean, for I think about it. I – most – I mean – I'm not saying people didn't weren't still fans. I mean, I'm still a U.S. national team fan, but after the World Cup failure and just how lackluster they looked, you know, before you know, get then they got Burhalter and they still, you know, still a work in progress, but not exciting. At least now you have something to grab onto and something. And Burhalter finally he has a title. He's won something, you know, yeah. um, and that he has put together a young I mean and you look at uh the US national the, the US players abroad they have won a boatload of trophies this year even ones that aren't even in the national team program Henry Wingo won the league cup or the championship in Hungary you know and they just listed all the you know all these cups you know Pulisic won the Champions League you know uh it's crazy Tim Weah Tim won France yep I mean the 
the list of it's you know yeah. Uh, uh, God, now I'm I'm having a, I'm all excited now. Uh, I can't think of the name, but um, you know, one thing I loved in that game is when uh, Andreas Gardado went to take the PK, and Kellen Acosta just sat there and was stood and gave him a constant stream of trash talk. And I don't yeah. I don't know if it helped, but it didn't hurt. Uh, you know, it, it was crazy. And then. Uh, What happened, you know, we were unlucky not to score on some of those corners, man. I mean, we, uh, McKenzie, or not McKenzie, but uh, um, the kid that plays for Juventus, whose brain is, I'm blanking um, on his Weston name. Weston McKinney. Thank you, Weston McKinney. I was just going to mention him before, and it, I went totally blank. He had so many headers. That kid is, he's a, he's a captain in the making. Um, oh, yeah. He He's just a beast, you know. Um, you can see why Juventus wanted him, you know, because he is a, just a beast. Um, uh, and when they were getting showered with bottles and cups, before, after Reina had already been laid out, that kid, uh, he's taken what his dad had. And, and, you know, granted, he's still young. He's only 18. But, man, he looks he looks really good i mean his dad was really good but his dad was really good but he wasn't flashy you know what i mean yeah. he was just solid at, at a lot of stuff he i mean reyna was a great player but his son looks like he can be a great player but he's got that flair i think that his dad didn't have because man reyna is going to be better than his father you just i, I think you so. just see it with him and that's the problem that we have with that with claudio's generation is that you can't superimpose them to this nowadays because a lot of those players are squad players now. Maybe. I don't know. That team, though, Claudio's generation. I mean, this team showed some fortitude. Yeah. But one thing about the those earlier generations, they might what they lacked in talent, they made up for in just grit and toughness, which we have not had since Klinsman took over because if, if Klinsman did anything, his goal was – I don't care about CONCACAF. I want to conquer the world. And all he managed to achieve was to make his week in our own region. And the thing about World Cup qualifying, if you can't beat Trinidad, you don't have a chance to beat Spain. You know, yeah. you have to beat Trinidad before you can beat Italy and Spain and, and France, whatever. Because you can't beat Trinidad, you can't go to the World Cup. You know, and I understand wanting more than what we had, you know, because we were bullies. And, and at that era, we had Mexico's number, you know, Dos Acero, only time we maybe not. You know, we haven't lost at uh, Azteca. You know, we had never won there. I think we've still never won there, maybe won one time. No, we did win one time, the friendly, after yeah. they won the gold, which was the worst mistake Mexico ever did was have a friendly at Azteca against us because we had managed to point there the whole history of playing there. And since mm -hmm. that game, we have not lost. I mean, granted, we've only tied twice, but we haven't lost. We're, since that friendly, we have not lost in Azteca. Yeah, um, and what is what is weird about that generation is DeMarcus Beasley just retired. Yeah. But that team was tough, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the players that came off of that, most of them have just really – retired in the last four or five years. And that's saying something since Claudio Reina has been uh, 
in management for that long time, for that time. I mean, yes, Landon Donovan comes in and out of retirement like Michael Jordan did. But Hello, I think, think he's done it, now. I think he's, he's yeah. done now. I think he's just going to yeah, be but, an owner now. Yeah, at this point, I mean, Landon's not old. No. By any stretch of imagination. But, I mean, you just literally lost the last player off that team. Beasley, yeah. and he's maybe 40. Yeah, that 202 World Cup team, 2000, that was our best team. You know, Tony oh, Sana yeah. just turned 50, I think, the last couple of days. So, uh, you know, yeah, that team just had just had fun. And they, you know, you think about it, we would have had our best World Cup finish in that in the modern era if we don't get jobbed in that Germany game. Who's, I'm not saying we might not have won that. We might have lost that game still, but that was a handball in the box, and we should have had a PK. You know, because I mean, we gave up the goal to Balak, and then we dominated the game. If you think about it, I mean, we had, I mean, maybe not dominated. That might be strong, but we actually took it to Germany, and we were on the front foot. And how many times has that happened? A lot. I mean, USA's always been great at just. You know, and it still works a lot against Mexico because Mexico, for all their uh, going forward and flair and crazy, ch- even in this last game, you look, they had so many chances, but they get good looks and then they they fluff the shot. It's wide, it's whatever, you know, and then they they don't score. They get frustrated. The Mexican fans turn on them, you know, um, and then there we go. So. I mean, it happened in at Azteca, you know, when the fans, they're getting booed off the field by their own fans in a game that's one nothing, and it was a tie, or it was 1-1, one, one, you know. And that's the thing, you can turn the crowd against New Mexico, you're, you're good, because, you know, unless you play, I don't know where, because, uh, you know, Mexican fans come out of the woodwork to see Mexico. I mean, me- there's a reason Mexico is one of the biggest sports properties in the United States. Because every expat shows up, you know, you oh, could yeah, have it, exactly. you could have it in a high school stadium in Nebraska and, uh, you know, and it'll be full of Mexicans, you know, and, I, and it's not, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying they, there's a reason Mexico only does qualifiers at home because there's no need. They, they sell out <laughs> where they play their friendlies because there's Mexican ep- expats everywhere, you know. So, exactly, and then that's what makes it that's uh, what makes it more fun. Yeah. You know, I when I went to Mexico that Mexico China game that was here at CenturyLink a couple of years ago, I saw one Chinese person in the crowd, you know, or a shirt, but it was all Mexican fans, and you know, me. I I mean, it was Mexico's second team, pretty much, but still, it was a fun game. I mean, they're fun to watch if you uh, can mm-hmm. get it, you know. They are they are a fun team to watch, uh, even though I always want them to lose because I can't I just can't in good conscience cheer for Mexico. It's like Portland, I can't cheer for Portland. Portland's playing anybody, even if it's a Mexican team. I'm cheering for Club America against Portland. I just can't do it. You know, even if it would benefit my team, I cannot cheer for Portland. I just can't do it. And that's that's you. I would ex- I would expect nothing yeah. less of you. I mean. <laughs> It's like I, the only thing I will ever have of Seattle, and I have family that lives in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I, you're not the only person in Seattle I know. Right. The only thing of Seattle I will own in my family, uh, in my house, 
is that scarf you sent me yeah. six feet? Shit, no, it's I almost get eight it. years ago. Wow, yeah, I know. It seems crazy. Yeah. It seems like only yeah, yesterday. Because that, because that that photo pops up on Facebook memories mm-hmm. and like the box of scarves. That's when I lost the bookstore the first time. <laughs> yeah. That's 2014, 15. Yeah, wow. I look at that going, damn. Yeah. Because I, 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 I went back to the bookstore, left there, and came to this job since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to release two books because the, ne- the next one's done. I'm just fleshing it out at this point. There you go. But, oh, oh yeah, this one's been fun, big time. Nice. Because at this point, I'm not writing another Boca book. I'm going to make this the best flamenco book anybody's ever read. Yeah. I mean, you've already done Boca, uh, unless you get, uh, you know, maybe uh, Martin Palermo comes out of retirement and says, or comes out and says, you know, I want to follow up on the Boca book. Then maybe you could do one, you know, because it's Martin Palermo. But I my only thought I was ever going to add something on to that is if Maradona had ever come in as a manager. Yeah, there you go. That because, would make and, sense because he's a legendary un- Boca player. Yeah. And unfortunately, that never happened. Yeah. And there's a lot of skeevy things about his death. Well, there's just if a lot of skeevy start, things about Maradona. <laughs> yeah, but if you read into how he actually wasn't supposed – actually, he wasn't dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was reading that going, oh, this is the Michael Jackson thing again. Yeah. Oh Lord. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. So. <laughs> yeah, not that not that Maradona led a clean life at all. No. And there are some videos that show he was still putting Peru up his nose. Mm-hmm. Still, but but that was about the only point because you're gonna we're gonna get to a point where uh, Palermo is gonna come back as a manager. Yeah. It's. It's going to come there because if you study any of those teams down in South America, how many times those former players come back as managers? Yeah. I mean, Carlos Alberto Torres went in at Flamengo three times. Yeah. Well, and Palermo is a legend at at Boca, you know. Yeah. He will eventually get that one. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, Raquel is a vice president there. Yeah, Tevez, another one that's a legend. <laughs> yeah, Tevez probably once he finally retires will be something with Boca. I mean, fuck, he's been there three times yeah. already. So I don't know if, if and, Tevez is ever going to retire. There's, he might be a league somewhere that he's like, oh yeah, I can get one more year in, no problem. You know. Oh, he's going to keep going because of how he, how he was raised, but. Yeah. Sooner or later, he's going to go into the – because he's never going to manage. Because Tevez has already said that. He has no interest in becoming a manager. That one's – and you can see that with him. Mm-hmm. I, you you could see him as a PR guy or a club ambassador easily yeah. with how, how well-spoken he is and how he's good with the media in Argentina. Mm-hmm. It's just – he's one step 
different. And he's humble. And that, I mean, I got that on that Boca that Boca miniseries on 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 Netflix. I think it was. Yeah. He seemed very humble. You know, still friends with the guys he grew up with. You know, from like Fort Apache, I think whatever that neighborhood in Buenos Aires that he yeah. grew up in. You know, still friends, still just a guy from the neighborhood. You know, kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. and see, that's the thing Maradona never did is that he believed his height. Yeah. And it got to him, because you can see those type of players fall apart. That's what got Gaza. That's what yeah. got Gascon. Is yeah. that, I mean, I mean it, that guy. Gascon had the Gascon, without all the shit, probably could have been the best player England ever did, ever yeah. produced. Because yeah. he was damn close with all the problems. <laughs> With his mile of baggage, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so sad, though. You know, you I think mean, about how good he was and how better he could have been if he just oh, yeah. was a little, had a little self-control. You know. Yeah, a little – I mean, he's – you and him are close enough in age. Mm-hmm. He looks about 40 years older than you yeah. easily. Easily. And you, you might be like six months older. At the yeah. most than him because he looks and he's back drinking again. Yeah, and he's like at that he's at that age, that stage of drinking where it's either stop or die. Kind yeah, of thing. I mean the Which fact tough. he has, yeah. yeah the fact he hasn't gone yet. That's one of those. I mean, George Best died because of the mm-hmm. drinking because he said that as he was dying. He goes, "I'm dying because of my drinking habit." Yeah. He's another one, man. A little, I mean, and he was a great player. Just how much better he could have been if he wasn't, or at least how much longer he could have lived. His 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 career would have been a little bit longer. You know, I mean, granted, it was a different era. I mean, it was a party era. Then, I mean, you look at Rodney Marsh. You know, the guy was a you know. He's a part. I mean, he would just be fun to hang out with. Even today, I would love to hang out with Rodney Marsh just because oh, like he'd be those, fun to hang out with. Those uh, Liverpool, those Liverpool teams of the seventies yeah. and eighties. The only one that wasn't a drinker was Ian Rush. Yeah. Well, that and that's England. Me. England's yeah. drinking culture is so. I mean, people don't realize that. I don't think, uh, unless you're from there or you you've been there. The drinking culture in England is so strong. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, my Benjamin mom, Roberts did yeah. did a book about that um, bottle about the history of drinking in the my sport. Grand, in, uh, my grandfather was a foundry, worked in the steel factory or a foundry, and that was his job. I and mean, that was his life. He went and worked hard in the foundry all day, went to the pub and drank with his mates until closing, and then went home. You know, literally. Until he had quit drinking and then, you know, but he, that was his life, you know, yeah. a hard life. And that was just, that's just England. It was a hard life. And those guys lived hard. They worked hard and, you know, and they saw a lot. I mean, I had a, I heard a story uh, that a guy that dad worked with my grandfather and I, and he said his, a guy had fell into the steel, the molten steel and they fished him out and he lived for like a you know, little bit before he, I mean, granted he was, he was just waiting to die because he was just all. I mean, you can imagine you fell, you fall in molten steel. There's not, and and this would have been in, you know, the late fifties, early sixties, at latest early sixties, probably in the mid fifties. You know, 
uh, he's going to die. But the, seeing that and having to deal with that, you can understand why those guys went to the pub and just tipped a few oh. all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. with – Especially with, and you're talking about their, you're talking about the area that your family's from. Yeah, that's how they all were. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, that's legitimately how they all were. And you read stories of that going up. Yeah. In one of Gascon's books, he talks about that with his family, and he's not the only one. Yeah. And like, and it was um, Bobby. Oh, Bobby Robson's family was like that, because he was kind of... Robson was a drinker, but not. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's kind of explained with, like, um, Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Well, Jose Mourinho will have a, have a drink or two, yeah. but he stops. Yeah. And he explained it once. He goes, I don't like it enough to drink more than a couple. Because, yeah. well... Jose Mourinho, they need to put a um, Amazon direct, Amazon documentary just on him. Yeah. Alone, because there was a couple books out there of him at his different parts mm-hmm. of his career, and the, yeah. the um, Real Madrid one is boring. Yeah. It no, I'd be more interested when he was at Porto and stuff like that. Because yeah. yeah. well, a lot of it talks about with how good how much Jose's father meant to him. Mm-hmm. And because Jose was not a player, he was just someone that was there. Yeah. And how much his father meant to him. And I would love to see a further deep dive with him. And mm-hmm. he's the one I'm surprised that doesn't have one out on himself because Wagner has one. Um, shit. Sir Alex has got four yeah. bios on him at least now, and I think there's another one in the writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ailey's got ten, but that's that's probably every time that man needs money <laughs> at this point. But anyway, it's coming across eight o'clock, and I'm rambling, yeah. and I don't I don't want to finish the bottle of Jameson. That's well, one of the two bottles of Jameson <laughs> that's sitting right next to me. I have a really good. I have a really good um, liquor store near me that knows me nice. very well, so I get yeah. kind of. I and I have had a kind of a fun, fun week. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, but anyway, um, we're going to be back sometime in the future. I, oh, we're yeah. we're get, we're on the last legs, no matter what people say. But we're going to continue for a while. If I come back this month, fine. If we do. We'll see. It's yep. I'm at this point. I'm uh, we're in overtime. We're gonna have fun. <laughs> we're gonna talk about something, and hell, we might even in the future get Jason Rego again. Who knows? Yeah, but anyway, you never you never know. You know. Yeah, you never know. That's <laughs> hell. I haven't known on this since 2012. Yeah. Anyway, cool. it's been fun, Duffy. I'm yeah, sure we will talk. I'm sure we will get to talk later on this. We will talk later. All right, talk to you later. All right, sounds good.